a price tag to everything, even your own success. Welcome, welcome. Another episode, another installment. Tag mentoring community. As always, it's me, Dami. It's your boy, Josh. It's Lee. Today we have a really special episode. As you can see, Josh is foaming at the mouth already. <laughs> yes, sir. He could not I, wait. You know what? I'll let you do the intro on this one. Go All ahead. right. Man, we have an amazing guest today. Uh-huh. Uh, one of our good friends, yeah. fellow alumni from Lowe's UMass Finest. Low. Lowe's, yeah. Lowe's Finest. Lowe's Finest. Beating people up at the wreck. Go yep. On. Okay. <laughs> and actually, a lot of you don't know, this is actually my personal crypto mentor. He got me into this space and, you know, changed my life and excited to share with you guys. But this is Shay. I'll have him introduce himself. Yeah, uh, happy to be here. Uh, I'm happy to be part of the program. My name's Shea. Uh, like these guys said, I went to UMass Lowell with them. Uh, I'm probably the youngest in the group, but um, you know we spent time together at school. And uh, like Josh said, I've been in crypto since 2017, 2018. Wow. So getting kind of old now, but um, you know happy to be here. Happy to you know share any helpful tips and my uh, story if it can help out. That's well said. Yeah, well wow. said. Now, wait, wait, 2017. Yeah. yeah. What was Bitcoin's price at, at that time? It depends um, when. Was yeah, it when? at the top or was it when it corrected down? That's what Bitcoin peaked. I looked at some Coinbase buys like a couple weeks ago and uh bought my first crypto, Ethereum, like February 2017. Wow. And it was like 10 bucks. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so, that was before uh, the peak. And you had diamond hands the whole time? You never sold? That bag of Ethereum, I sold half at 400 and half at 800. So you still ADX. That's yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. And that's yeah. we'll get into that. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. <laughs> I guess. But yeah, guys, welcome again. Like and subscribe. Let us know what you want to hear next. This has been big demand. A lot of people have been asking us to talk crypto. So stay tuned if you want to learn how to get into this space, how to make life changing gains. Stay tuned. <laughs> I mean, but we always you know, we always kick off with our guests by saying like you know tell us a little bit about yourselves, right? You're you're a financial professional, but yeah. you weren't always this. How did nope. that start? Um, so kind of, I remember you said on another episode, you had the dream of being like in the investment banking world when you were like sure. seven. <laughs> so, oh, you watched them. Yeah, okay. so I, I had that dream too. I was like 17. Um, you know, I'll start off by saying I went to a private school my whole life. So I've been around people who kind of were in the industry, people, you know, family, friends, alumni who worked at, you know, Goldman, Citibank, uh, Bain. So I've always been around it. Any Lehman brother people? Did they look like a couple? Shirt? Yeah, a couple Lehman, a couple oh, you know ex Lehman people. <laughs> um, so once I got to like high school, um, I kind of started to think about what I wanted to do after college. So I had a teacher, Mr. Martinez, who was super helpful. He was uh, ex Wall Street. He's my econ teacher. Mm. And so we did a game. It was like a stock game on in- Investopedia, and this is where I kind of got the itching for like researching and kind of showing the final product. Mm. Um, I remember playing the game. It was like 2014, 2015. So everyone's buying like Amazon and like Tesla. And I was like mm, doing Tesla. research on like certain companies. And I had bought the ticker symbols like Lake, L-A-K-E, Lakeland Industries. And they make hazmat suits. And I bought it because uh, Ebola was breaking out that time. <laughs> so he comes up, he comes up to something. I know. So he comes up to me. He's like, you know, why are you buying these things? Everyone else is buying like these big market cap stocks. And I was like, I go back in the dorm, I'm doing research, I'm like really getting down to it. So uh, he kind of helped me with some talks about, you know, what to kind of do in the world of finance, kind of led me into different areas to think about. Um, And then once I got to college, I had an internship, a private equity internship, and another alumni who's at Goldman, um, 
you know, he was saying, oh, you want to do private equity? That's interesting. Like, I thought it was kind of smooth sailing. You just pick deals, you know, go, go through a pitch book and make money. Yeah. And he was like, no, you got to do like, you know, a couple of years investment banking. Then you got to do, you know, maybe a master's and then you'll be able to go, you know, the private equity world. <laughs> so, um, you know, kind of having those kind of mentors to kind of guide me along, show me the best paths to kind of get to the routes I wanted to get to. It was very helpful during the whole process. Well said. Mentors. Well said. Okay. Yeah. No, well, very, very well said. So you hit on something right there, obviously. You tag yeah. mentoring, yeah. big on mentoring. What did that exposure at a very young age? What do you think that did for not only your knowledge, but your confidence? Like, this is where I belong. I fit in. Yeah. Um, I mean, it kind of showed me like, a whole different world. I think, uh, you know, since last year, like I said, going to private school, uh, it's a very small group of African-American kids who go to the schools. Mm-hmm. Um, so within that, you know, we're very close with our alumni groups and we have people who work in, you know, finance, work in tech, work in education. So, you know, these are people I went to school with who were a couple of grades off, but mm-hmm. then and even now still I can kind of, you know, rely on them to say, hey, you know, I'm looking to get into this industry or I wanted mm-hmm. to I have a friend who wants to, you know, work in at Google or work in tech. Like, you know, do you have anybody who can help me out? So making, I was kind of forced to have those connections early on mm. um, because those people, that's just natural to them. Like, you know, someone like me, my, both my parents didn't work in finance. My mom worked in financial aid my whole life. But, um, you know, being at the schools I was at and in the communities I was at at a young age, it kind of just like was forced on me. Yeah. Um, so. But I'm sure you're thankful for those relationships. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, def- there's some times where like I'm doing interviews where I was, you know, at events and I'm, you know, sitting at tables with some of my classmates' parents and stuff. It's, wow. it's, it's definitely kind of weird. Yeah. But um, but no, I mean, it's definitely, um, you know, something that's one of a kind of ex- experience. Mm-hmm. Um, just be able to kind of have your foot in the door and have people who will help you, you know, get through the door during the whole uh, process too. Yeah, no, that's very powerful. And that's, those opportunities open up a lot of doors and that's something we want to scale, right? So right. Glad you could share that with everyone. He's ready. Go ahead. Ask a question. <laughs> what question? No, no. You good. No, right. so, so obviously we want to have that background because builds right. credibility. Like right. Why should somebody listen to you? But I think as someone doing research and investing in crypto at 2017 builds a yeah. lot of credi- credibility. Yeah. I remember when you sold some of that Eve because you came in with that, that Stone Island jacket. <laughs> well, we was, yeah. We okay. was like, yo, how the, hell, how the heck? How the heck you get that? Oh, yeah. You didn't even tell us. Yeah. <laughs> kept all that crypto and all that to yourself, but it's fair. So let's jump into it though. Like yeah. crypto, what is it? Why should people be buying it? Even yeah. even before crypto, before that, how'd you get like, in? Right? No, not even that. Like speak on um, the blockchain. Speak on decentralized finance before we even dive into yeah all yeah okay because that's really disclaimer. This isn't financial advice. This is yeah, just it's our not, own it's opinions. Four friends yeah, talk. it's just a couple millionaires, right, Jay? <laughs> crypto millionaires. Yeah, speak on it. <laughs> um, all right, so I'll give you a story. So. 2016, like 2017. It's like end of high school, going into college. I'm like on YouTube looking at these traders, like stock traders. Mm. And uh, like Tim Sykes, Cameron Foos, these are guys who just like have programs mm. where you pay like 10 grand and they'll teach you how to trade. I'm like 18. I don't have 10 grand to like pay somebody to teach me how to trade. So mm-hmm. I'm like watching all their free videos online. And I kind of stopped trading stocks like freshman year of college. And I get into the world of Forex trading. So it has a bad rep now, which kind of sucks. But that taught me everything I know about like technical analysis and fundamentals. Like I'd be in class waiting for like the non-farm payrolls and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I'm in the back of... 
No, no, no. This was before like all those groups started. Um, the pyramid schemes. I yeah. had like forty people in my DMs talking to themselves. Right it's now. bad. Like I mean, back. I mean, not back then. This was like twenty seventeen. It was kind of just like you know, there was a couple guys in London, a couple guys in Miami, and they would you know show you the classes. But it was basically like, here's the tools, how to break down a chart. You know, here's how you should be scaling your investments like that. Mm-hmm. So they kind of gave you you know the tools, and you had to go out and find it. So I'd be in class, you know, not really doing work, but in the back researching, you know. <laughs> That's crazy. The, we never uh, knew this. Yeah, I'd be like in the back, like, re, like you know, checking out the Australian news or like the Euro yen news and stuff. Um, so during that process, you know, I'm using brokers that you shouldn't really be using that are offshore. <laughs> and um, so I'm... <laughs> Statue of limitations. Yeah. yeah. You can speak on this. You're good. You're good. So You're good. I'm, we only I'm, got like 30 viewers. <laughs> I'm like, I'm making money. <laughs> And uh, so I'm like, I can't send, you know, a couple of grand from Lithuania or like North Macedonia to my checking account. Cause <laughs> definitely can't Yeah, because I'll, yo, I'll kind of... Yo, his senior year of high school. Yo, yeah. Back in Mrs. Salak's class, right. bro. And um, so I'm like, okay, like some of these brokers, Bitcoin was an... Or like crypto was an option. So I'm like, okay, I use Bitcoin for like first few transactions and it takes, you know, it comes from one exchange wallet to my personal wallet takes like a day. This was back like when the network was slow. Mm. Then I use Ethereum and I'm like, okay, like this is quick, but you know, it still takes some time. And then I use like XRP and I was like, whoa, like this is like within a minute. So that kind of, you know, had my attention and I kind of felt on this this hole of just researching cryptos and everything. So you didn't even like, you stumbled into crypto because you were trying to transfer yeah. Forex <laughs> from Lithuania into yeah, your Lithuania. Yeah. All right, bet. Okay, yeah. bet. okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Happy accidents, right? Happy accidents. Yeah. Happy accidents. But like, what is crypto? Like, what what is Bitcoin? What is Ethereum? Like, tell everyone watching, like, why should they invest in it at your own risk? Again, not for Yeah, at your own advice. risk. I think one of the things I th- um, told people recently is, you know, have your thesis of why you're in something. Um, so you had a guest on who talked about uh, you know, going through your stock portfolio, and he was saying like, use your Colgate, you know, toothpaste, yep. or you use your Miles, iPhone. Shadow Miles. And I think that's a great example. Like, I'm confident now to go through my portfolio and say, you know, I'm holding Bitcoin as a hedge against this, or I'm mm-hmm. holding Ethereum and Solana as smart contracts to bet against this. Um, mm-hmm. So back then, the space wasn't as mature, and the ecosystems weren't as big. So it was just you're basically holding Bitcoin. Um, somewhat as a gambling asset class, but mm-hmm. as a bet against, you know, macro events. So this was, you know, pre-election, pre-COVID, pre-all pre that Brexit. stuff, like yeah. Brexit. Yeah. Like I remember still trading Forex during Brexit and being like, there's no way this is going to happen. Like I was long GBP USD and I wake up and the charts just <laughs> down. I remember that. Yeah. I remember Brexit. So, you know, kind of paying attention to macro stuff back then and then, you know, there's all kind of sentiment changes that have happened throughout the world. And obviously your thesis might change over time. But I think just, um, you know, knowing why you're exposed to a certain asset in, 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 in that asset class is very, you know, in, important mm-hmm. to have. So, so don't just buy because everybody's buying it, right? right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, there's, you know, I still follow some of the best fund managers in, in the space. And they'll say they, you know, allocate 5% to like the, the Doge coins and the meme coins and stuff. Um, because they know that 5% will be gone, you know, if it goes to zero. But, you know, I think you have to have that same mindset of about, you know, if I'm taking a thousand bucks, you know, I'm putting it into crypto, the top, you know, 70% should be kind of blue chip cryptos and the rest can be gambles that you want to, yeah, you know, blue chips, yeah. take that kind of risk on. I think that's important to highlight like the why, right? And I think yeah. Bitcoin, crypto, Tesla, you know, semiconductor, all these stocks and this new innovative technologies, you're investing in the future. Mm-hmm. I think the easiest thesis to say, 
20, 30 years from now, what does the future look like and yeah. who's leading that race? And you look at crypto, that's, that's a new currency, makes life a whole lot easier, right? You look at Tesla, he's changing the world, be mm-hmm. electric. Yeah. Elon wants to bring people to space. So I think that's a good point you made. Yeah, and I, I was one of the skeptics of Bitcoin in 2019, 20. He yeah. actually doesn't understand. <laughs> he actually doesn't understand this. But um, one of my econ teachers, uh, I don't remember. We were in the macro class, and he gave this example. Was he it said, was it uh, Kim? No, it wasn't Chan Wong Kim. It was sh- the short bald dude that we had in macro econ. Okay, with. okay. We um, we had class together. You you definitely don't remember his name, but he used to <laughs> yeah, tell bro, me. I forgot everything about Lowell. One of the experiments that he that he looked at when he was looking at historical events is yeah. during the gold rush. The most the people that made the most amount of money were the ones that built the shovels, the shovel company, the wheelbarrow company. Not the people mining gold, but right. the, people, the infrastructure. And that was sort of the same thing with me for cryptocurrency. Yeah. Is I'm not so big. I wasn't super big on the crypto space, but then I'm seeing you know. Druckenmiller pouring money, right? right? Right. I'm seeing um, Paul Sam, Jones and, FTF, yeah. um, FTX, Ray the Dalio. infrastructure that they're building around it. I'm like, all right, the they're pouring billions <laughs> yeah. of dollars into this. So I might not understand it, but they're making money. They're putting their hard-earned money. I believe in it too. Now, this isn't me saying like, go dump your money into right, cryptocurrency right. like some people sitting at this table. <laughs> what I'm saying is, <laughs> even though you don't fully understand it, right. you can see it's starting to get backed by the same people with stocks. So yeah. whether you like it or not, more often than not, some of your stocks are even exposed to Bitcoin movement, like Tesla. Right. Yep. Bitcoin is on the balance sheet of Tesla. If you say, oh, I don't like Bitcoin, but you're buying Tesla, you have Bitcoin right. exposure. Right? So I'll, yep. I'll say two things. I think one, that's a great example um, of macro or of looking at historical events. Um, one of the guys I follow in the space who I kind of can thank a lot of my investment gains to is Su Zhu. He manages mm. a hedge mm. fund in Singapore. And he gave the example of the railroad bubble in London in like the 18th century or the 19th century. And there was a bubble where they put down all these tracks and they weren't getting used. Mm-hmm. And they did it again. They made more tracks. And people thought that those tracks were not going to get used again. But in fact, you know, it was already there. Um, so you think about the Amazon bubble, like after the 2000 or the dot-com yeah, bubble, like yeah. Amazon, you know, people are going to bet against it. Mm. And then you, you think, you know, it's coming back up to all-time highs. You're thinking, okay, this is going to be another short. It's going to blow up. Amazon becomes the biggest thing in the world. Mm. Um, so I think with crypto, you know, we've, this is kind of, I don't even know what cycle this is. This is, you know, fourth or fifth time we've gone through the this. Fourth cycle. Yeah. So you have to think like, if it's going to happen and it's going to work, this has to be the time it has to work. Like mm-hmm. the, the infrastructure and the ground's already laid. The rails should be put down. Um, you know, the next step is just for it to kind of take off. Yeah, okay. that's an analogy. So you can't time the market, right? Right. It's time in the market. Right. Would you suggest dollar cost averaging just like you do with regular stocks? You, would you suggest? Yeah, I mean, I still, I still have friends who will hit me up and be like, "Hey, like, you know, how much should I put into Safe Moon or how much should I put into like Doge?" <laughs> Safe Moon. Um, and I, I always tell people like, it's my top four. I've kind of changed when I tell people to or suggest people buy, but I'm just like, you know, buy Bitcoin, buy Ethereum, and maybe buy, you know, like another layer one like Dot or Solana. Um, mm-hmm. If you just put, you know, four hundred bucks in a month and just allocate your portfolio that way. Um, I wouldn't guarantee, but I would be pretty sure, you know, give it, you know, three or four years and you'll make a handsome, yep. re- you know, return back on that, on that money. Mm. Um, I'm someone who, you know, 24 seven, the market's open and I'm probably staring at charts like 12 hours a day. <laughs> so it's, a, it's, you know, it's I wouldn't suggest everybody does that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably easier just to put money in like on every Monday and just like Set walk it, away. Yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's, 
Wait, go ahead, Lee. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, was you gonna you gonna put some insight on like why people should buy? No, I, I had a question, but go ahead. I'll go after you. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think this guy's spent a lot of knowledge, and I think it's really important for people to understand. Right, there's no next Bitcoin. Like everyone tries to invest in the, the meme stocks, the Doge, because yeah. they think it's gonna go they up. Want to get rich quick, but. The thing with Bitcoin, it has that aspect of being first. You have a lot of trust built behind it, mm-hmm. right? And honestly, the smartest thing to do is just follow the money and look at the billions and trillions of dollars that's, yeah. not trillions, but the billions that's coming into this space, right? Yeah, I mean, I was definitely, honestly, skeptical, but you can be on the fence definitely when the market, you know, 2018 comes back 80%. Um, but then you see things. I remember seeing one of the oldest institutions in the world, Fidelity, launch Fidelity Digital Assets. And I was like, okay, like this is for real. The big boys are here to play. Yep. Like this isn't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. So I think when you kind of see the big players come in, you just have to have assurance to kind of stay calm and don't go crazy. But you got to be like, okay, I'm on the right track. Let me just keep, you know, doing what I'm doing. And I think the other thing too was to have the end goal. So I I haven't put money into the market in a while. It's just been me rotating positions and moving money around. Um, but I know, like five, ten years from now scale out you know use that money for for other things mm-hmm. so even if you're just dollar cost averaging or buying you know once a month you should be able to say okay when bitcoin or ethereum or this coin gets to this price i'm going to take some off the table you know go take a vacation go buy a car go pay off your loans or something so <laughs> what's your price prediction in let's say the next the end of the cycle for for bitcoin ethereum solana Bitcoin, I know you love a million dollar Bitcoin. Um, I do not want to live in a world where Bitcoin is a million dollars. It's think, inevitable though. I mean, I think... Get used to it. No, but I think, um, <laughs> you know, that's... You're touching on, you know, maybe a war breaks out. Maybe yeah, another pandemic yeah. breaks out. Maybe mm, we're in true. hyper, hyper inf- inf- inflation. Mm. So um, I honestly think most of the... I think the top 10, top 20 kind of decouple. So... You'll see Bitcoin and Ethereum and some of the big ones kind of be going up. Your Dogecoin, your Shiba will just kind of fade off to the side. Mm-hmm. And we kind of trade out like FX. Like if you look at, you know, FX charts, they'll have like 2% swings during a week. Mm-hmm. Um, if Bitcoin is at, you know, 200 grand, a 10% swing during a week or during a day is not going to be feasible. Um, so I do think, you know, end of this cycle, we probably see, you know, $120,000, $145,000 on Bitcoin. Um, wow. I like think, that prediction. Yeah. Josh, how many Bitcoins do you have? What's the, rele- what's the relevance of that I don't question? know. I just feel like <laughs> you always tell us I off got, camera. I got more than one. That's all you do. Know. Ah, okay, okay. Um, but I think, yeah, I think, you know, six-figure Bitcoins definitely in sight. Um, I'd, I'd say Ethereum probably 10, 20K, somewhere in that range. Um, and then Solana, some of the other L1s, you're looking at probably, you know, 1,400, 1,200. Oh, beautiful. But, I mean, this is, we just had a 20% drop down this week, so... Black Friday sale, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so so question, right? Obviously, part of our, our goal of doing these interviews with industry experts or people like yourself is to just provide value. Right. You know, if there's one thing someone can take away, right? Like, you know, what can that be? So a question for you, obviously, you've been you're doing your research, staring at charts for 12 hours. <laughs> what is your portfolio? Don't give us numbers. Yeah. Like, like, you know, I have eight Bitcoins like Jay. Right, right. Um, but what is your portfolio <laughs> break? Like 20% Bitcoin? Like um, break it down for us. So I'm definitely heavier in Solana right now. Okay. It's like 30% Solana. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, probably like Good project. 10% across Bitcoin and Ethereum each. Okay. Um, and then the rest is kind of just scattered across Solana altcoins. So kind of my focus now is, you know, I missed, I didn't miss, but uh, I'm staking a bunch of my Ethereum so I can't really touch it <clears throat> until ETH2 launches fully. 
which is a bad thing because I missed, you know, the DeFi run last year. Um, it's a good thing because, you know, I can't sell that until hopefully the time's right. Um, so, uh, like I said, you know, you just have to go through your portfolio and say, you know, I'm in this position because X, Y, Z. So, you know, I'm in Solana because compared to some of the other L1s, um, I definitely think it has the better chance of outperforming the broader market. Yep. Mm. Um, you know, Bitcoin, I'm not somebody to be like digital gold or a hedge, but I do think it's like the, probably the next best thing to protecting your portfolio. Mm -hmm. um, I don't look at it protecting my crypto portfolio, but to protect my overall por portfolio. <laughs> uh, so just a follow-up question, right? Using a lot of lingo that, yeah. that we might know, but maybe some of you are sitting down like scared to get into crypto. Right. But like that's the thing about these these digital assets like crypto, Ethereum, Bitcoin and Ethereum, right? Mm -hmm. It's much more than just like holding it, right? Yeah. So things like staking. Yeah. Right. What, so, what, is, what is staking? You can staking is a way that you can validate the network. So mm. um, there's no real like real world analogy. If you think about okay, there's well, like there, a there is, well, you can do like the different proof of work, proof of stake. Yeah. So I think right. like right now Ethereum's going to proof of stake. It was proof of work. So think about if me and Josh have a phone, we can call each other, mm -hmm. right? If we all have phones, we can all call each other. Now, if you give the whole town phones, that's a big network. And so what staking and what kind of validating the network provides is that there's more communication, things can run faster, settlements run easier on that network. Um, so that's what Ethereum is going to now. I know there's big problems. Like people try to ask me to buy NFTs. Um, somebody asked me like a couple of weeks ago how to buy an NFT. And I think it costs more to send the ETH um, on the network than the actual NFT was valued at. That's mm -hmm. because the network's clogged yep. because they're transitioning. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but then things like Solana, you know, you're sending a five, six figure fee over Solana and the network cost is like pennies. So there's definitely yeah. competitors in the space coming up. Um, it's just, you know, a matter of who's going to get the most yeah. money first. Yeah. <laughs> and again, it's following the money because ETH is first. It has more trust. So that's what yeah. the institutions are flocking to. But I think the easiest way to describe that, right, is just to look at the blockchain as a whole. And really, it's just an open public general ledger that's decentralized. No one's, no one's controlling it. And then you, I send you a Bitcoin, right? You need validators, which is the proof of work to say, okay, this transaction is true. Right. And I'm not faking it, right? So that's proof of work. And then for me, running that node or that software that's going to validate it, it costs me electricity. So I'm going to get rewarded a certain amount of Bitcoin. Right. Right. And with proof of work, you look at that instead of proof of work, you're running a, a software you're validating, but you're, state, you're risking those assets. And if that transaction is false, then those assets are at risk. So it incentivizes, you know. Josh knows his stuff, man. It's, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. Look at these nerds. But, <laughs> no, the thing is, I, I know all of this. I just don't throw right. them at the mouth. Like, he, yeah. The funny thing, yeah, he doesn't, yeah. me and him talk. I know. A lot. A, yeah, it's fine. I'm just not like. <laughs> Shoving it in people's face. I because just, which, just which is, to, the reason I want to transition. come from a, like a heartful place. I want no, I understand. But I want, what I want to transition and what I tell you all the time, which you may not realize is he can stomach a 20% drop. Yeah. I can stomach a 20% drop. Y'all can stomach a 20% drop. Why? Because the first rule is you only put up what you can afford to lose. Right. Some people, most people, and we were once like this. Is, That's true. Oh, yo, what should I buy? What should I buy? Yo, I'm trying to buy this crib in two months. I got 20 bands. I need to flip that to 50. What should I buy? Ah, I'm going to buy Bitcoin. They're buying at the top. They dropped 20%. <laughs> now they're coming out. Like, you yeah. hear what I'm trying no, to say? Yeah. Like, not everybody's financially literate. That's why I say, like, I love having these type of conversations, but it's kind of like the same thing with stocks. If I'm telling you to buy Apple, and I got into Apple when it was $73, right? Now it's 150 
it's different. If it drops down to 110, I can stomach that. Yeah. Somebody else may not be able to do that, which is what I try <clears> to warn you. It's like, try to make sure, not saying they're dumb, but they have the mental aptitude of being an investor because 40%, you wake up, you have $100,000 and the night before, it was $150,000. That's going to hurt it, somebody. That's uh, going to hurt some people. It, it, you feel me? It That's, makes you numb the pain though, for sure. Yeah, but, <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is like, we could talk about, we could like, it's like Jordan and Kobe talking about ball, rest in peace to Kobe. Like, they can understand certain nuances if me and you were trying to listen like, oh, okay, on the fadeaway, Jordan says, like, it's completely different because they have the experience. And that transitions into my next question. It's like, there's this big, you know, Bitcoin is a is, is sexy, right? But it always wasn't the case, right? right? There is FUD, that's fear, uncertainty, and doubt that institutions put out to try to, you know, besmirch Bitcoin, crypto, and all that, right? And the big thing is they're saying they don't want to, the dollar is global. The dollar yeah. is strong. Yeah. You've heard Republicans say that a yep. lot. But the big, you know, pushback from people that may not be, you know, big Bitcoin proponents is you're going to destabilize the dollar, right? right? Could you speak on what that is and why people should understand the nuances of protecting the yeah. dollar? Yeah, so kind of going back to like my FX trading days, um, if you look at any chart that's, you know, pound dollar or like yen dollar, the dollar is very strong. So mm -hmm. a lot of charts basically from 2008 are kind of just like going downwards because foreign currencies compared to the dollar are very valued strong. And mm -hmm. You know, my history teacher will hate me. I forget what conference it was where the U.S. dollar became the reserve currency of the world. But, you know, if you look at global trade, global economies, the dollar is always going to be used as the, as the basic currency. Exactly, yep. So we're in a situation now where if we keep printing money, I know inflation is a hot topic and people mm -hmm. are sick about it. But if we keep printing money, you know, your dollar purchasing power is going to be less. Yep. So the big thing is, you know, can we make Bitcoin the global or national reserve currency? Um, that's another thing I'm kind of questionable about. I can't imagine Jerome Powell getting up and saying the Fed's putting <laughs> Bitcoin on their balance sheet. Exactly. Um, that's that's 500K. You know, Bitcoin I know you could say that. like El Salvador and some of these other Miami. Yeah, Bitcoin I mean, City. I look. I mean, I I, I get that, um, but at the same time, that's teetering on a place where Bitcoin's going to be at like a million dollars. Mm. And yet, I have to think too if the if the price is that high and the network's being used that much, is the network going to be scalable? Um, there's times where like 2018, I think Binance got hacked and because Binance was running so many nodes, um, CZ, the CEO of Binance thought about rolling back the network to release or like recapture the hack and find the funds. And like, you, you, you can only really do that if you have control of 51% of the network. Mm. So at that time they had large, you know, control of the network. Um, I don't think the fed or the IMF wants to be in a place where, they can't control the network of their reserve currency. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, I mean, it's just, that's going back to knowing your why, um, of why you're in that position, wh why you have that position, why that, you know, coin or that asset is in your portfolio. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, we could talk all day about inflation and yeah. federal policy and stuff, but, um, but yeah, I mean, just don't over complicate things. Yeah. Um, there's guys that, there's probably a guy at like Deutsche Bank or Citibank who like all he trades is like, you know, dollar futures. So he knows like what's going to happen with the next like month of dollar futures. So mm -hmm. don't think you're going to like outsmart these guys who exactly. are getting paid like, you know, 250 and a, you know, a bonus every year to, you know, make money for these banks. Just yeah. kind of, you know, have your reason why you're going to be buying it. 
um, be disciplined and stick to those reasons and kind of just, you know, have your timeline. Yeah, if you're trading off an iPhone, you're not beating somebody no, that yeah. has a blue There's, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, not gonna it's not going to happen. No, I think that was a, a great question. You made a great point, too. Like, not everyone has those nuances, but I think and the reason, I just want to share this with you. Go for it. <laughs> just with you. Like, the reason why <laughs> just with you. I'm so passionate about Bitcoin, right? It aligns perfectly with what we're trying to do at TAG. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a big statement. That's a so? huge statement. Go on. I can, I can put some, some meat behind that statement. Pause. 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 <laughs> big pause. Pause. So think about it, right? Actually, cut the pause. Because we're not. Yeah. Go what's, on. What's the TAG's mission? What's our goal? You tell me. It's, you t- I'm asking you. You tell me. Our goal at TAG is to close a network gap. Okay. Right? By whether that's one mentor at a time or scaling economic empowerment through giving value as much as we can. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's financial literacy. That's mm-hmm. helping you get connections, open to better jobs, mm-hmm. increasing your economic contribution for underrepresented communities. Yep. Right? People that look like us. Now, if you go back to the times of how our people were actually enslaved, it happened with the devaluation of our currency and inflation. Right? Mm-hmm. It was actually, I forget the name of the currency. You're treading in deep waters, Josh, but go on. <laughs> this is, you can look this up. I know, but go on. <laughs> it was the, it was ease, right? This yeah. was back in Africa. In Africa, Africa currency, yep. currency, but the... The traditional people had beads. Yep. The, the people came over. Came, came over. They, they said, oh, duplicates. we made these duplicates, and yep. they basically were in debt to them, so they paid them with slavery. Yep. Right? And if you look at the network gap, I mean, the, the wealth gap, it's because the more money that's being printed... Right, if you're not rich investing, get rich gets richer. Rich assets are rich get richer. Absolutely, the poor get poorer because yeah. we're living pay- paycheck to paycheck. We don't have the disposable income to invest in stocks. Mm-hmm. Right now, Bitcoin solves that, mm-hmm. and it gives. It's not controlled by anyone, and it mm-hmm. gives the power back to the people and saying, "Hey, I can fight against inflation, even though I never had an opportunity to do mm-hmm. it before. Here's this decentralized network. All I need is a smartphone, and I can actually hold a currency mm-hmm. that's not going to be devalued. It's actually mm-hmm. programmed economically and mathematically to be." Scarce. Okay. But Josh, are you aware that 1% of the country owns 80% of stocks, right? And you know that's even larger in cryptocurrency? That's a fair point because cryptocurrency is new. It's only... How long is the stock market? This is a very healthy... How long has the stock market been around? The stock market has been around... Actually, back to your point, slaves were the first thing that were traded on Wall Street. Hmm. So it's been around since then. Bitcoin is not even... Over 13 years old. Okay. It, the, the white paper was released, what, 2008, 2008? Yeah. Right? So, if you look at... The space is just getting started, and obviously mm-hmm. people, there's laggers in the space. There's people who, yeah, who the are innov- scared of the, it. The innovation curve, the right? earlier... Adult, where they're, where, where, you're saying it's early, right? Mm-hmm. Keep going. But that's the beauty. Bitcoin can be... No one can control Bitcoin. You can buy a penny of Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. It's right. crazy because I don't think I've ever seen Josh this passionate about it. No, 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 he, no. Me and him have these, these discussions <laughs> offline. My thing, the, my thing though, is you're you're seeing it from. It's like um, the Matrix. You've taken the red pill. You get it, yeah. right? Yeah. So everything you have to understand when you when you when you finally understand something, you grasp something mentally. The place that you're speaking from is from a place of understanding. Right. Okay, that's so true. you may not understand. You may not see. The ignorance that's that, I use uh, that in, I ignorance, it. I use that now in a derogatory way, like lack of information. You, me, him, him, we spent hours looking at this. This is all we talk about in our <laughs> this is all we talk about in our group chat. For sure. But what you're missing is the reason being we're passionate. Financial liberation is something I'm very passionate about. Right. I said at the age of nineteen, my sophomore year in college no, my junior year in college. I'm the last person in my family that will ever take out a student loan. For sure. That's my... But you, you, but there's purpose and there's passion behind that. 
Whereas most people, which we were once at a certain point, they're just money, money. People don't understand money, so they just say, "Oh, I want to take this and I want to double it. I want to triple it." Yeah, that's when the we problem. speak about these complicated nuances, when we speaking about a hash rate, hmm. when we speak about inflows, when we speak about outflows, when we speak about Fibonacci sequences, we understand that. <laughs> right? When we talk about this, is, this is some heat, guys. No, I'm serious. When we talk about stochastics, we understand that. When we talk about RSI, we understand that. <laughs> you think most people that are listening to this, most people that are listening to this, and this is also, this is stock terms yeah, too, but yeah, most yeah. people that are listening to this, I know what my entry is, I know what my exit is. Okay. You think most people that like, when you, they hear you talk or they see you post it, you think they're they're thinking on that level of nuance, like I need to fully understand it? Right. So... Help me, help me out, Shay. Let's I'll make it simple. I'll say this. Let's I see it. Help me I, out. Yo, hey, you just got hey, stuffed in a hey, locker. Yeah. <laughs> I got a nice rebuttal for that. But well, uh, I see. Help, I see help. both sides. I see Dami's side saying, you know, the top one percent owning. I think that's a crazy stat still yeah. to this day. It's, it's, it's you, you know, it's even worse in Bitcoin. In Bitcoin yeah. So yeah. if you, you know, I there's I think a whale calls a whale charts, but it shows you know the addresses that transact over a million dollars, and sometimes. It'll be like all day, it just goes off. And you see mm-hmm. these walls going back and forth. So you can sit here and do the math and, and calculations on, um, you know, how many wallets own a higher percent of the, the actual stock mm-hmm. or the um, inventory of coins. I see Josh's point too of liberation. So I think I'm speaking for myself. Like I can be curious about the space because, you know, slight like 2008 PTSD, like seeing both my parents lose their job, seeing, you know, things almost get bad for me. Then you have like a distrust for like the system, so yeah. then you start to be curious about you know okay like how can I you know beat the system? How can I work around you know those kind of institutions? Yeah. So I think you have to be either curious about it or you have to just come from a place where your household owns eighty percent of the stocks in the country, <laughs> yeah. and those are kind of the two pe- place, people who are in the space. Either you're curious about it and you have that mind to actually go out and explore, mm. or it's just something natural to you mm. where you understand markets and how markets work. Yeah. And so, there's a fine line between you know pushing somebody into that into one bracket because not everyone off the streets is going to be able to come in and be like, I get why Bitcoin is a thing. So, there's yeah. still people like our age who are like, I think if you're under 30 and you don't get Bitcoin or get crypto, it's frustrating to me, but I'm at a point now where it's like, Within our lifetime, you're going to go to a bank and you're going to be, you know, yeah, holding, holding digital Bitcoin, assets yeah. in your bank account. So, I mean, there's a bunch of theses you can put, but like what you said, like let's try to simplify it for everyone. Like, mm-hmm. why? And help me out. This one I said, help me out. Like, help give me some things. Like, why should people buy Bitcoin? Like, for me, it's go back to simple economics. Right? Mm-hmm. There's never been an asset that had created this much scarcity before. It's gold, mm-hmm. but digital gold, 2.0. Gold is scarce, but we don't really know the cap supply of gold that like, people can mine. All like you can find billion dollars worth of gold tomorrow you just never know but with bitcoin it was programmed mathematically to only have 21 million million ever right simple economic supply and demand and i think this is what made me like kind of just go all in with bitcoin was i i think thought of this like it was a stat i think there's 44 million 44 million millionaires in the world right Mm -hmm. there's only 21 million 21 million is actually what it said around like what 4 million bitcoins lost forever so So technically 17 18 million so let's just say hypothetically you know whatever reason but Bitcoin, because it's it's just getting so so adopted, everyone wants it. Each millionaire wants to buy one. Just one. And assuming that the demand is going to keep going up and the supply is never going to change, what happens to the price? It's going to keep going up. And then if you look at other aspects, like it's the most secure network in the world. Mm-hmm. It's never been hacked, and that's because of the decentralization of it. Mm-hmm. Meaning, like, and it's programmed in the hash rate. Let's say there's not as many miners on the network, then it gets easier to mine a Bitcoin. Mm. 
right? And if there's not as many, if it's easier to mine a Bitcoin, then you have more people incentivized to mine it. So it's, mm-hmm. you can't hack Bitcoin. So it's a secure network and great store of value. But that the simple economics is 21 million and assuming that the demand is going to keep going up. The price just has to go up. Okay. Can I, can I give you a rebuttal? <laughs> go ahead. I'm not bearish on Bitcoin. You're just, <laughs> you're just like, I'm like, I've, I'm just trying I'm to simplify. Not, you're investing not, with caution. I'm, that's my big thing. Yeah. Because I've seen people get wiped out. Right. Yeah. And you talk about decentralization. I'm even giving you a better point. Right. Do you know right now in the world, there are more people that own a cell phone that have bank accounts. Mm-hmm. That's bullish for Bitcoin. Right? For sure. Do you know right now, somewhere in the world, there is somebody in one village that needs to send money to another person, somebody in the suburbs that needs to send money to somebody in a village back in Africa, back in somewhere, back in a third world country. They can't do it via, um, they can't do it via, no, not, no, not, um, what's the Western, Western Union? Union? Yeah, yeah. Because <clears throat> currency, the currency is messed up. Right. So what, how do you solve that? More people have phones and have bank accounts. How do you solve that? Bitcoin. Bitcoin. I am with you on that. But the big thing that you you for, you you forgotten and me and him were talking about this earlier is we go away from the greenback dollars the federal reserve currency because oh they're people money laundering rapists blah 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 x y like what they say about bitcoin it's done more in cash but what I, what I was telling him is those big institutional investors that ruined the economy ruined the yeah. dollar all that th- what do you gonna, think they're they going to ruin the crypto space doing? And that's my big thing is manipulation. As long as there is money to be made, greed is an emotion that's going to be in it. And the rich people that control it are going to get greedy at some point. They can't own it outright because it's decentralized. But market cap, if I have $400 billion worth of Bitcoin and I want to do something shady, how can you compete if you only have... You get what I'm trying to say? So it's like, I, I get... The economic liberation aspect of it, but just like with every yeah. other aspect, always... you have to do it with caution because there's always bad actors. So question, and that's what I try to tell you. When you just throw it at people, it's not foolproof yet, and most people don't understand that. Question. So say I'd love to hear a question for both of you and see how you both would answer it. Mm-hmm. So somebody's watching this. One of our thirty viewers. <laughs> um, we got twenty nine because one 29. of them is here. <laughs> that's a good one. Right. Like and subscribe, oh. share it, please. Right, they're watching it. They they hear about crypto. They never really sat down, did any research. They did listen to this. It's piquing their interest. Mm-hmm. Right, love to see how both of you answer it. What should they know before buying Bitcoin, Soul, ETH? Like what what should what should you know about? First thing I'll tell you is put a hundred dollars in it first before you even know anything. Before Ooh. you do any research, because the best way to learn is with skin in the game. Put a hundred dollars in it. Right, For, mm-hmm. if most people I assume can't. The world won't end if you lose $100. Put $100 in it. This next thing I'll tell you to do is go read Satoshi's white paper. I've read that numerous times. So don't think I'm there. He didn't know that. He didn't know that. He said, The Bitcoin standard. It's on this laptop. Great book. I'm in the middle of reading it again. Go read that. Watch podcasts like this. Educate yourself. Don't just jump into it all, like, all money in. Put a little bit of money into it. Learn. See how the market works. Learn all these terms. Investopedia is my best friend. I'm not some super genius that has it figured out. If I don't understand something, I go look it up on Investopedia. Do that and then continue. The more you learn and the white paper is going to have an enlightening moment for you because you're going to understand all this stuff that Jay is so passionate about, <laughs> but you're going to understand it with a certain risk tolerance. And then you then you can put the rest of your life into it. 
after you fully understand. But don't just take my word for it. Don't just take his word for it. Do your, Do research. your homework first. Mm. Uh, so, wait, hold on. Yeah, I'll take you back, Dami. Um, one of the great things I love about crypto compared to you know banks and traditional equities, the space is very welcoming and, and opening. So I told you earlier, like, I can hop in a Discord with like fund managers and these projects and the people who are on the teams and I'll mm-hmm. ask them questions. That's yeah. what I was doing all of like 2019, 2020 is just like asking fund managers on Twitter. I'd be in their DMs like, hey, you know, I see you're investing in, you know, this layer one, this DEX, you know, what's the advantages to this one? And like most often than not, like they will reply back to you or kind of point you in the right direction. So the space is very it's still kind of new and I'm hoping people don't get too cocky and their egos don't get too big, but yeah. you can hop in someone's DMs and be like, Hey, you know, I see you're trading that, they this. They do that all the time. Yeah. yeah all the yeah. time. Yeah. No. And that's the beauty of crypto. It's, and it goes back to that liberation. Like cryptos yeah. changed so many people's lives, changed yours, changed minds, changed leads, changed yours. Cause I know you're bullish and you're in it. <laughs> I am in it. I am in it. So, I mean, like literally like crypto really changed my life. Like, yeah. so like, amazingly. And that's kind of why the, my, my passion comes from it too, mm-hmm. is learning that and like, I can replicate this to other people. I didn't do anything special, you know. You, Shay, didn't, Shay didn't do anything special. You, you're you're a little different. You're unique because you have like a like low risk, risk tolerance. tolerance. Yeah. So you just and, and he pretty much and that's what he does. That's why game with our. If, if, let's just say if Bitcoin crashes, we got to sell the crib. And we're just gonna <laughs> cut it right there. <laughs> we're gonna cut it right there. No, um, let's no. Go ahead, go ahead. Finish it. But I, I'd love to hear his his answer because that was great. I was hoping you said something like that. Do your own research. One thing you should know. <clears throat> yeah. Well, and there's fun fact. I think if anyone who's ever held Bitcoin for four years has never lost any money, mm-hmm. right? So think of the long term. Like yeah. in the short term, or oh, what's Bitcoin going to be next month? Like it could cut in half, and it's more like most likely it will drop fifty percent, mm-hmm. right? Because it's probably a very volatile asset, right? So I think going into it is only invest what you're willing to lose because mm-hmm. it could go down. But if you look in the long term. I can. I don't want to say I can promise you, but I, I put a big bet that you know four or five years from now Bitcoin will be a lot more than what it is right now. And I'll, I'll piggyback Josh again too. One you had a guest on who said, "Show me someone who's built wealth in crypto, built wealth in Bitcoin." Kind of saying that as like no one has. You know, I wish that we could all be like the Warren Buffetts and these eighty-year-old billionaires who had that money and had stocks. You know, from a early, early on. But, you know, I wasn't able to buy, you know, Coca-Cola at like $25. And I was able to buy Apple and Amazon at like $10, right? So for crypto, it's a lower barrier of entry for most people. And you have to have that mindset of like, you know, four to five years, I'm betting on this industry and these networks being, you know, at a better place than where they are now. Yeah. So. No, Naval said it. You, you, all, you all know Naval. Yeah. Rockington, yeah. I believe. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce that last name, but yeah, it's crazy. He's one of my favorite, one of my favorite minds. In the space, on in one of the books he says to read is the now I'm drawing a blank. Um, it's like the solvent and individual or something. The sovereign individual, right, right? right? But one of the things Naval says is asymmetric investments. Right. Something with limited downside and a ton of upside. Yeah. Cryptocurrency is one of those. I just can't get. I just will not. I'll be remiss if I didn't say invest with caution. That's yeah, my big. That's thing. fair. That's fair. Like we we're saying the exact same thing. But you're just. But my caveat is. Invest with yeah, caution. You know, I think we're I'm my age. When I'm young. I can afford to take a risk. But I mean, yeah. Have you seen that episode of Atlanta, where one of his boys is telling Childish Gambino, "Yo, son, if you want to stop being poor, just invest your money. Invest your money." Yep. And yeah. Childish Gambino was like, "Dog, I can't wait four months to get a return. I, <laughs> I need gotta eat money right now. now. I need to eat now. That's yeah, how yeah. some people so, are. So, like, I think the key with that is 
just building like you just it's easier to go out there and create or try to find a valuable skill to create another stream of income income that can supplement that right but i i mean just again what also what i'd put is just look at the easiest way other than this economic supply and demand look at bitcoin as just a network effect right if you look Mm -hmm. at their internet what that did to the world Bitcoin's growing. If you look at the user adoption in terms of how many people on the network, we're still too early. It's two. It's growing two times faster than the we're internet. We're still too early. So imagine what the internet did. Imagine you you getting in still early now, mm-hmm. when it's only thirteen years old. You look at the average supply curve is what twenty to thirty years. Yep. Eighty percent of that adoption happens in the the later you know ten twenty years, and Compound we're, effect, we're yeah, right I'm on that saying. edge. Yep. One of the, one of the, the on mentorship. One of the best things someone ever told me was. Find someone, find something you're really good at, and hone in on that, and focus on that. Mm-hmm. And so, for investing, I, I not to toot my own horn, but doot, from, a, doot. from a macro grade <laughs> and a macro scale, I'm good at seeing big pictures. Mm-hmm. So I will invest in the long term, saying that I'm betting on this network or this asset being, you know, 10x or five or five x value in the long term. Um, I'm not somebody who can, even though I try to, and I do sometimes, like the day-to-day, the inter-hour trading and swings is painful. Yeah. Most people <laughs> who just download Coinbase or FTX are not going to be like buying and selling 10 times a day. So try to you know, figure out what your risk, risk appetite is mm-hmm. and stay within those bounds. Because there's times Absolutely. where you get cocky, like when was a big drop? April this year, April, May. I was like about to order an Audi, about to order a Tesla. Like, oh, yeah. I'm getting a Model X, like it's going to be crazy. I'm looking at houses in like Jackson Hole in Florida. Like I got this whole thing planned out, and then market crashes because I stepped out of my risk appetite. I was way too over leveraged. I'm like on Twitter cursing out Elon Musk. I'm like I'm about to order a Model X, messing this up for me. So I think at the end of the day, sometimes you have nobody to blame but yourself. Exactly. No one's no one here is telling you to buy or sell. You shouldn't be listening to anybody telling you to buy or sell. It's you, know, you have to, FOMO. yeah, you have to like look at yourself in the mirror and be like, I'm going to buy this now, and I'm going to sell it at this price. I'm going to be happy with you know whatever happens. Yeah, and you this- you hit it right on the head right there because that's the one thing, the biggest thing one of my mentors taught me is you have nobody to blame for yourself. Right. right? If somebody's spoon feeding you, you teach a man how to fish. Fish. You give a man fish, a day. he eats for a day. You teach right. a man how to fish, he's he eats forever. for a lifetime. Just like you, Josh, you could be the guru. You can know everything, right? God forbid something happens to you tomorrow. The people that are listening to your words, they're, now they're they're at. They can do their own research. You know what I'm trying to say? That, and that's what I'm trying to tell you. It's like, give somebody the information, but tell them this is how you go find it because I can't always do that for yep. you. Yeah. You feel me? No, yeah. So we're that's on the, the same thing, page. We're on the same page. But that's the thing, <laughs> though. Like, a lot it. of people, right, especially you see, like, the trends, right, when, um, what was it? Um, GameStop, like when 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 everybody was buying GameStop, like they yeah. see a way to get rich quick, and they're gonna do it. They're not gonna yeah. care about the research, and so and and final final out. I think this is the last thing I'll say on this, and I think Josh Brown retweeted or reposted on Instagram. <laughs> Everybody is a genius in a bull market. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't, we don't have enough time to get into it, but there is a term known as crypto winters. Yeah. Yep. Everybody, those are genius. dark days. It's a exactly. Three, two Everybody three, is yeah. a genius in a bull market. Uh, Please do your own research. Please. <laughs> yep. Don't buy Dogecoin. <laughs> Crypto will crash 80%, right? It's just a matter of what the peak is, but just be prepared and have that plan, like to stomach. Like, I already have a plan. Oh, if we're down 80%, like, I know what, what allocation I would want. But you sell these kidneys? No, I'm, I'm, re- I'm already planning for that. <laughs> but no, so it's, it's a good point. Everything aligns with what we're trying to build. Like, and I'll, I'll leave it at this together. We can attain, attain greatness. Yeah, right, yo, <laughs> we got we got to get this dude out of here. Nah, so but, uh, go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, I was gonna say, um, 
don't know how uh, how we are in time, but I just one. No, it's just we have, the, we have plenty the, of time. The, yeah, the, the last last couple of questions we ask people. Yeah, so we have a segment where we ask kind of two questions. Mm-hmm. I'd like to change the first one instead of a book because we kind of reference books. What are some good trading platforms if I want to buy some crypto that uh, you use today? In the U.S., I'd say you know as much as I don't like Coinbase, it's probably the easiest for people to download. Okay. Um, FTX, I think, is the best the best one. That's more of turning into a bank, so you can earn interest on your crypto. Mm-hmm. So, yep. uh, staking is we talked about earlier. You can validate the network, and I think ETH on Kraken was like ten percent staking sometimes, but now it's you know five or eight percent. Mm-hmm. Um, FTX twelve percent Polkadot. Yeah, FTX also you get interest on your staple coins, so mm-hmm. your U.S. dollar coins. Mm-hmm. Um, What's that right here? Free, yeah, I mean, free sponsorship. I think to just also be, we're still, I mean, a lot of, it's definitely easier now than 2017, but not just in um, researching what you're buying in terms of coins, but where you're buying them. Um, there's there's platforms that I use now that I would get emails like, oh, like your account is part of a class action, like, lawsuit. yeah, so <laughs> just, you know, be, be careful, do your research. Um, if, you know, you can't find the CEO of the platform online, it's probably not a good platform to use. Good, that's yeah. a good word of advice, yeah. yeah. Um, Great advice. Go ahead, Who because you always say follow the money, follow yeah. the money, right? Who are some big people in the spaces, and not to mimic what they do word for word, right. but who are some good good actors in the space that you can, you can educate yourself from? Um, all right, I think, like, Sam uh, Bankman-Fried... He's probably the best, like one of my favorite people in the space now. Um, youngest, young, youngest billionaire of all time. Yeah, yeah. like over Vitalik. Insane. Yeah, yeah over Vitalik. Yeah. Um, I mean, he just bought like the the Miami Heat Miami, arena. Yeah. I was watching playoff baseball. The umps got FTX patches. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you. I'm not a Patriots fan, but they got Tom Brady in these commercials now, and like mm-hmm. I'm loving these commercials, and it's bothering me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I think Sam and. Uh, there's the people online like you know I said Suzu from from Twitter uh, as a guy Crypto Cobain um, you kind of will fall down a rabbit hole and you don't have to I'll say this don't follow people to confirm your bias so if you're being you know a bull Ooh. don't just follow people who are being bullish all the time like try to follow as many people as you can um, try to get it, bring in as much information as you can and then create your own thesis about it so that's crazy because I do that in my personal life with news I yeah. follow fo- I listen to Tucker Carlson yeah. I to <laughs> yeah. people on the right I listen to people on the left and yeah. I'm like they're saying the same they're thing saying, yeah. just, it's literally the same yeah. exact thing it's just again like you said confirming biases yeah. right um, now we could go on and on and rift about this, but this is a very ama- amazing conversation. Sure. I definitely think there's a part two coming. I was gonna say, where I think we should dive into more DeFi and the blockchain, yep. just so people can understand there's more beyond crypto. Right. There's, there's even you know NFTs. We didn't really get to dive into. We can talk a lot. NFTs. Yeah, I was gonna say we can talk a lot about NFTs. But as always, thank you for you know listening. Thank you for watching me and Jay argue like a married couple yet again. <laughs> um, even though we're on the same page. But as always, like and subscribe, tag mentorship.com, join the um join the waitlist, <laughs> hit up my man Shay, you know, educate yourself on crypto. He likes being texted at 3 a.m. to ask if he sh- if it's now's a good time. If to I'm buy, up so. at 3 a.m. I'm you know crying. he's credible. <laughs> but he was he was shopping for private jets in the Model X. So nah, yeah, I told sir. myself every time I do that, the market tanks. So yeah. I'm done. Well, <laughs> I'm done doing tag, you're it. <laughs>